Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, hey, friends, welcome to level 291 of Laugh It Up Fuzzball, a solo episode, which you know what that means. News-a-palooza, news-a-rama, all the news. And uh, I'm going to try to <laughs> jam-pack a whole bunch of news into your ear holes with, uh, I don't want to say limited commentary, but uh, try to get it uh, in as short a format as possible for you while also uh, playing catch-up on all this stuff, and we're just going to get right into it. Uh, no no big life stuff to talk about. I, I got to do some Star Wars and took a picture with Chewbacca and, uh, you know, live my Star Wars life, but Star Wars permeates my everything. So that's that's nothing new for a guy that, that hosts a podcast called Laugh It Up Fuzzball. But we'll get right into the Triple F, the fantabulous Fuzzball's focus, where we take uh, whatever news is dropped on the Laugh It Up Fuzzball's group and briefly talk about it. For anybody that's not a member of the awesome Facebook group, Laugh It Up Fuzzballs, plug, plug, plug. Uh, but if you are, maybe you haven't read all the articles and you're like, or you really wanted to know what I had to say. And if you did, thanks. That's nice. <laughs> but uh, starting off, Jordan, uh, you know, posted an Adventureland lightsaber TikTok. More and more TikToks getting posted. Jack talk and Jordan talk and everybody talking. Uh, but this is what happens uh, when there's a bunch of Jungle Cruise skippers from my work that are also on the geek page for my podcast and uh, frankly i i love it uh it's it's cool guy yeah, handcrafted a lightsaber to look like adventureland uh complete with like light effects on the saber and and sounds i, I mean i take a little bit of issue with the dead men tell no tales pirate sound i'm like that's not adventureland that's new orleans critter country uh but uh, overall it was just really really cool and then of course you know danny it's going to post lots of news, <laughs> true to form. I, I guess I should say Marshall Danny of the greater Fuzzball Territories, which actually won't make any sense. You're like, did he get promoted? He did. We actually recorded a uh, episode yesterday, and uh, we discussed a, a promotion to Marshall. And I guess uh, this makes it official even before the discussion goes in your ear holes where we talk about it. Uh, but yeah, he posted a bunch of news. So no more Sheriff Danny of Dusseldorf, uh, although that... You know, that was one of his previous titles. I guess uh, the Sheriff of Dusseldorf has been promoted to Marshal Danny of the Greater Fuzzball Territories, of which I guess Dusseldorf is one of them. But he posted a whole bunch of news in the first one. Robert Downey Jr. is apparently working on a Sherlock Holmes TV universe for HBO Max. It's going to be a pair of shows, and there's very little information, uh, including no news of whether RDJ is going to return to play Sherlock in these shows. And also there's no news, I guess, there. I mean, there still is a Sherlock 3 movie floating out there somewhere that apparently according to the director is on the back burner so we'll see i'm sure as he's producing all this stuff we'll get more information maybe that movie's going to get turned into a show uh or or who knows you know what i mean sir arthur conan doyle wrote a lot of sherlock stories so i'm sure there is a a deep enough well to tap to to do some more stuff and i enjoyed those first two sherlock movies with him and uh old uh, Dumbledore himself, Jude Law, <laughs> as Watson. So, uh, to be continued. Of course, Hibbo Max making lots and lots of content. Some really good... <laughs> the other day at work, I was actually uh, telling somebody, like, should I get HBO Max? And I, I gave a really good sales pitch. 
of all the amazing stuff that's at least worth a subscription for like a time or two. But if you if you have a AT and T phone plan, look into it maybe being free. Or if uh, you subscribe to HBO with your cable, that means you get HBO Max for free as well. So take those opportunities to not spend a crazy amount of money because uh, money is finite and the world is expensive. Danny also posted um, about the news about Ezra Miller's arrest in Hawaii, uh, which has been discussed on the podcast in a couple different times. Uh, basically, this led to WB and DC apparently pausing future Ezra Miller content after an emergency meeting. Uh, and uh, it was really big news because not only Danny posted about it, but Darian posted about it too. Then, of course, that's not the only news article that drops on Laugh It Up Fuzzballs, the Facebook group, plug, 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 because Danny later posted about WB refuting the pause meeting even took place, and who knows, honestly, I didn't dive in and read the articles and all the details, because I'm just so fed up with the entire Ezra Miller, like, BS, um, but of course, you know, you're like, oh, that that's it, they didn't have an emergency meeting, but then Danny posts more recently, the news that Miller was arrested again in Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii does not truck with colonizers, apparently. Uh, and then the use of, of my fuck you, Barry meme from Peacemaker reaches new heights. Uh, and I mean, honestly, when I saw Ezra Miller in the Dumbledore movie, which I did, me and Heather went to go see the Fantastic Beast movie, and I don't know if there's going to be any review of it other than we enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Uh, but I would probably say you'd be fine waiting waiting to watch it on the Hippo Max. One more reason to, to pay for a month subscription, I suppose. It'll take 45 days, and then it'll be up there if the Batman taught us nothing else. Uh, but when I saw Ezra Miller, I literally out loud was like, fuck you, Barry. And I think that that's just going to be a, a running thing. I, I love The Flash, and God, it, it sucks. But after everything going on, they just need to fire him. Uh, if that means the, the Flash movie's done, oh, man, that would really suck but yeah sometimes you just you got to do something how many chances do you give somebody makes me wonder how how highly connected in the hollywood world miller has to be for like given so many chances and in a world where you know will smith is like criminalized and demonized for for a slap on live television if you're gonna hold one person accountable and have all sorts of opinions it has to go across the board and i don't want to talk anymore about that that fuck ezra miller ah, fuck you barry man Oh man, maybe that's the title title of the episode. F you, Barry. I don't know. Um, Danny posted Max Payne one and two remakes are in the works from Remedy Entertainment and Rockstar Games as a single title. It's currently in the concept development stage. I never played the second Follow Max title, but hot dog, did I enjoy the first game from Rockstar? That game came out at a time where I was actually playing video games, and it's noir bullet time trippy goodness was was a breath of fresh air and i enjoyed the piss out of it i watched so much uh or played so much of that game so yeah uh, it was a title that that you know i don't know if it changed the game because I, I don't know that i i'm qualified enough to speak about video games but I, you know it, uh, with with the bullet time especially you know it came on on the heels of like the matrix stuff it just uh was really really good and i think why not why not in a world of nostalgia and where they're remaking a whole bunch of titles that makes perfect sense to me and i'm sure a lot of people will be excited by it. uh captain america comics number one sells for 3.12 million dollars at auction the bidding started at 1.8 mil just a, a paltry 1.8 mil but then went for twice as much and which which turns out is the fourth highest amount ever paid for a comic at auction and uh yeah somebody they had a pristine like 9.4 out of 10 copy 
and that somebody wanted to spend a lot of money or had that much money uh, just lying around in their bank account to spend on on a, a, a comic with Captain America punching Hitler in the face. And, you know, I, I would pay a lot of money to time travel and watch somebody punch Hitler in the face. So, uh, yeah, I don't I don't have that sort of expendable income. If I did, uh, guaranteed this podcast would be a lot more popular because I would have the money for uh, <laughs> for plugging and ads and, and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, uh, good good for good for whoever made that money. I don't know how auction houses really work and and how the money gets divided. Uh, I'm sure it's not a free enterprise, but uh, somebody made a pretty penny and I hope but I guess I probably should have read the article even deeper I hope some sort of charity was involved because that those are a lot of doll hairs a lot a lot of doll hairs um Carrie Ellis and Corey Stoll have joined Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon so Zack Snyder's uh pitch for a Star Wars movie which is now going to become his own own movie for Netflix which he's hoping will become like a expansive IP with lots and lots of iterations apparently it's got an entire world built Hey, and it, the the cast, it, lots and lots and lots of talented people. You can look it up online. It really looks cool. He uh, actually, Zack Snyder posted three images from the first day of filming, like yesterday or today, on on his Twitter, and they they look cool. And he posted some concept art that looks cool. And you know what? I'm I'm very curious and interested to see what his uh what his script turned into for his own like fu star wars universe <laughs> his own snyderverse if you will the new snyderverse so you can forget and stop whining about the old one <laughs> but uh but both really really great actors carrie always i mean of course wesley as you wish and so much more and then Corey stoll who i really like got to know in genre per se with the strand so, but he's been in a whole bunch of other things and, and good actors and hey, well, hopefully the movie is really, really good. Uh, Danny also shared that the Batman will be on HBO Max officially 18 April, which yes, it's 22 April as it records, so uh, it's out. And although I doubt Danny's watched it yet, in fact, as of yesterday, I can confirm that he had not yet. Uh, yeah, watch it. If you do the Hippo Max, it's right there for you. Uh, might be might be reason to do a free trial, so you can watch the flick. Danny also posted the R.I.P. for Gilbert Gottfried, age sixty-seven, way too freaking young, and as somebody who lost his dad at age sixty-eight, like I'm very cognizant that that people die in their sixties, but it just always feels really really sad to me. But you know what what a what an amazing comedian he was, unfiltered stand-up comedy. Yeah, I mean, he was extraordinary. The voice of Iago, most famously for a lot of people, but really just that voice. Like, uh, I, could, I could try to do my best Gilbert Godfrey, but it wouldn't be as good as what he did. Just go up, look up some YouTube clips of some great stuff. I mean, the king of roasting others, and not just at Celebrity Roast. He was in Beverly Hills Cop 2, Problem Child, Look Who's Talking To, The Aristocrats. I mean, just I, I literally was just watching The Masked Singer the other day, and uh, one of the one of the mass singers is the Hydra, and he was the celebrity friend that came on the chair. And I, I turned to Heather and was like, "Oh my goodness, that might be one of the last times he recorded something for television before he passed." And she was like, "Wow!" But just seeing me like that's Gilbert Godfrey, that's that guy with the voice, and man, and by by all accounts, he was uh, actually a soft-spoken, very nice gentleman. And the entire like loud voice thing was a character 
uh, but yeah, brought brought some joy, some laughter, and uh, definitely a recognizable talent. And the world is less for losing him. Danny also posted, uh, you know, apparently fans, including Sandra Bullock, who was hyping, uh, I think, City of Gold that she's in with Daniel Radcliffe. They want Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine. Uh, I sort of agree with Danny. Like, is that even really a thing? Like, yes, he is a short actor. Uh, I guess because he's a British actor, he could play a Canadian. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't know that Daniel Radcliffe wants to get into the sort of shape that he would need to to play Wolverine. I'm sure there is a short, scruffy, talented Canadian uh, out there who could who could play a version of Wolverine. But hey, uh, news to me, people people are fan casting Daniel Radcliffe as uh, as Wolverine. And you know, I don't I don't know that I would hate it if it actually happened. But uh, I'll wait for some more official news other than Sandra Bullock. The best thing Sandra Bullock has said lately is actually that Speed 2 was the only movie she did that she regrets. <laughs> a slow moving boot, boat headed towards a, a boot headed towards an island uh, called Speed 2. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, WB apparently is actively overhauling their DC Films division. Uh, this comes with the merger between WB and Discovery and the CEO of the of the joint uh, entertainment enterprises looking for their own Kevin Feige. I mean, can lightning strike twice? Uh, does such a person exist? Is there is another person that who could, who's talented as Kevin Feige? I mean, we're just going to have to wait and see, but hopefully this focus will spell better DC content in the future. And uh, what, basically what they're looking for is a singular vision, which is not a bad thing. And, and you know, I, I want DC to do as good as Marvel, I want all superhero and genre stuff to do great. A rising tide raises all ships. So, I mean, all we can do is hope. But, uh, I mean, yeah, you you have a, a bigger entertainment giant, and now you want to make sure everything is working. And, yes, this is the perfect time for an overhaul. Uh, and, and the excuse can be, you know, you've got the, the two megaliths colliding into to one thing. So, yeah, good good for them. I think they're going to be totally fine with uh, HBO Max getting all that Discovery content. Discovery Plus <laughs> did so good for itself because people just love all those shows, whether it's true crime or or British houses baked baked into subordination. I don't know. <laughs> There's so much Discovery content. Uh, I know I know. actually the Discovery Plus was the very first streamer that my in-laws showed any interest in uh, was when it was being announced. So, yeah, hopefully... Uh, they can they can write the write the ship and uh, get it sailing towards greatness. Uh, Ewan Rian, I don't know how to say that. It's I W A N R H E O N. He is uh, the actor who played uh, Ramsey Bolton in in uh, the Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. That's a whole different thing. That's uh, that's gonna be the newest Disney Plus series after Ahsoka. Game of Thrones. But no, in Game of Thrones, he played Ramsey Bolton. Oh, man, everybody fucking hated that guy, myself included. And then uh, people hated him for other reasons when he played Maximus in that Inhuman show. Because God, was that awful. Uh, but he wants a second shot at playing Maximus, and now there's the multiverse. And uh, he could get it. You know, I would, I would like to see the MCU finally include Inhumans in more than just the multiverse that is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, and, and there are rumors of Anson Mount's Black Bolt maybe being a Dr. Satmom, but you know, sure, why not? Let's give him a second chance. 
Uh, Danny posted, DC's Dead Boy Detectives has got, gotten, gets, <laughs> it has received a series order on Hippo Max. Uh, if you don't know the title, it's uh, basically two ghost detectives and their their human witch uh, friend who uh, solve supernatural mysteries. And if you if you want a primer for it, you literally can watch the third season of Doom Patrol, which uh, they pop up in an episode or two, and are really good. I mean, I I enjoyed the inclusion of the Dead Boy Detectives into that show, but it also was weird because they're not using those actors. For the new show, which I guess isn't that weird, because uh, <laughs> Doom Patrol was in Titans, I think season one, with uh, mostly different actors, or at least actors playing different different iterations of their characters, uh, before you got Doom Patrol, which is freaking amazing. So you know, it's not unheard of in these Hibomax DC shows, but uh, apparently they're gonna do it, and uh, it could be cool, uh, or it could be Nancy Drew, although that Nancy Drew show keeps getting renewed for other seasons, so there are people out there who are enjoying it. Uh, I, I remember Nancy Drew uh, with the Hardy Boys in actual books that my grandmother in New York liked us to read when we were vacationing for the summer. Uh, so <laughs> there you go. Uh, Dr. Satmom is getting theater popcorn buckets. Uh, they're fancy popcorn buckets that uh, uh, basically it was leaked by someone, I think through AMC, like, look at these buckets. And then by the time I actually read uh, the article that Danny posted, the link had already been deleted. Uh, so uh, basically I could tell from the description that it is the fancy box from Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, you'll presumably be able to get them at AMC theaters uh, when you get your Dr. Dr. Sat Mom on, on May 6th or around there. Or until they sell out so if you wanted a fancy dr strange box from spider-man no way home that maybe has something to do with dr Satmom, which is dr strange in the multiverse of madness i guess i should say hey go to amc spend your money get the fancy bucket put it on a shelf put it on a shelf and do your thing danny also dropped the thor love and thunder teaser trailer i always love when danny drops a, a trailer because he makes sure to find an article where it's embedded so it won't autoplay because Danny is very, very anti-trailers uh, and teasers uh, for the most part, unless he really doesn't care about something. So he always embeds it, and I always think, oh, that's so cute and respectful of you, uh, Marshall Danny. <laughs> but uh, man, that, that teaser trailer, what a song choice. A movie that looks as beautiful as Ragnarok. Well, it looks like it's telling an even bigger story, although Ragnarok was a huge story. I mean, hype does not even begin to describe how I feel about this. I mean, in Taika Waititi, I trust. Um, and I've said it before, but I am 100% prepared to watch one of my new favorite movies. Plus, I mean, Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder and the Asgardians of the Galaxy and Jane Foster's Mighty Thor. and I mean, just, man, this looks fun and purdy and funny with promises of some serious stuff, too. And we, we didn't even get to see Christian Bale's Gore the God Butcher who I'm sure is going to be cool whether he is a nose or not. I guess that was other controversy with Legolese. People like, Gore's got a nose. He doesn't have a nose in the comics. And then Jason Aaron's like, bro, I created him, and I can tell you it's in good hands. Whether he has a nose or not has nothing to do with the character. And he's right. And uh, I guess at some point we'll actually get a glimpse of live-action Christian Bale, Gore the God Butcher, and he's going to show up, and uh, Thor's going to be like, I'm the God of Thunder. And he's going to be like, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Give me the trigger, <laughs> or he'll he'll sound different. Time will tell, but it'll probably be a better movie if it's not the way I just said. 
Uh, Danny also posted The Orville, New Horizons, which is the third season of The Orville, is coming to Hulu June 2nd. Uh, so if The Orville is your jam, cool. I know Danny loves, loves, loves the show and is always telling me that I need to need to watch it and catch up. Uh, it's only two seasons, so at some point maybe, but there's just so much content. Always a glut of content, so... Uh, We'll see if I can catch up. June 2nd is way too close, so I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to before then. But uh, time will tell if you're a big fan of the Orville. Hey, Hulu's got you covered. You got more content coming. What else we got in the Marshall Danny News Vault? Uh, Carrie Washington joining the cast of The Simpsons as a new teacher for Bart. Uh, the name of the teacher is going to be Miss Peyton. Apparently they realized it was finally time. They had eyed Carrie Washington as a great comedian. And now she is going to to be joining. And uh, I think it's pretty cool. I also think it's rad that Bart's teacher is going to be a character of color. So hails to the air and hopefully, uh, hopefully it's a good dynamic. Uh, you know, I guess they're saying that Miss Peyton in, in the 34th season will be in the show as much as Edna Krabappel was. And uh, hopefully it's good stuff. I, I for one, welcome this news. And uh, I, I just love The Simpsons. I love The Simpsons still exists. And uh, I can't believe someday we'll actually live in a world where there'll just be reruns of the, the hundreds and hundreds of episodes for all of us to watch. Uh, we'll never have to worry about not having content to watch for The Simpsons, but maybe not new content someday, but not today. Uh, Danny also posted about the Batman's utility belt, including a vape pen, and Danny was mad about it. I mean, in fairness, this is Robert Pattinson including it because he is a nicotine addict like myself. The article does include some interesting information about his thoughts on playing and embodying and speaking as a character. So I, I found some goodness within the article. And as for the vape pen... I mean, if you if you see a giant Wookiee at Star Wars Celebration, do not check his satchel, or you might be Danny disappointed. That is all I will say. Uh, Daniel's posted the news. Actor Keith David said he would voice Beta Ray Bill in a New York Minute. Hey, uh, Keith David is an amazing actor. He's an amazing voice actor. And uh, if Beta Ray Bill is not in Thor, Love and Thunder, then yes, Uh Take take no MCU if he's not in there that you have a have an amazing voice that would play a very good Beta Ray Bill. I I sincerely hope somewhere in our future we're gonna get Beta Ray Bill, but for now we're just gonna have to wait and see. I mean July is not that far away to find out the answer about whether uh, Beta Ray Bill was photoshopped out of the teaser trailer. We got news that Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Satmom has been banned in Saudi Arabia and maybe Kuwait. Uh, for uh, its inclusion of America Chavez, since she is in the comics and always has been a prominent LGBTQ plus character. Okay, I I, I I just feel bad for any Marvel fans uh, in in the in the Middle East who uh you know been looking forward to the Eternals or or Doctor Strange or or any other content or even West Side Story. You know, just movies being banned because being homosexual is against the law. Uh, over there, and some someday the world will uh, will be appropriate and realize that like people's unique, authentic selves, uh, yeah, it's not criminal behavior; it's just behavior, whether you agree with it or not. And just man, wow. Okay, I'm glad I don't live in Saudi Arabia for many more reasons than the fact that some movies are banned. Um, but I will I will leave it there. 
Uh, Natalie Holt is the first woman to score a live-action Star Wars project with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, I dug her score for Loki. She's attached to score Batgirl. And, I mean, she got to work with John Williams. And it's so cute because she's saying even her name being mentioned in the same sentence as John Williams is is flattering. And she talks about, you know, John Williams ended up doing the the theme for Obi-Wan because it was the only legacy character that it hadn't gotten a chance to do because Obi-Wan's gone, spoiler, pretty fast in episode four. Um, but yeah, but then she used that and, uh, and her own style and, and did much more Star Warsy type music versus like the Ludwig Goranson. You know, his score is amazing for The Mandalorian, but it is different. So it gets back more to the roots of the John Williams stuff. And uh, I hope it's really, really lovely. And I hope for many more things. And I... I like more inclusion and faces behind the the geek stuff that I like. That's all Danny's news, but there's more, of course, from the Fan Tablets Fuzzballs Focus. Uh, Darian, besides uh, bringing up the Ezra Miller bullshit, also shared the poster for Jurassic World Dominion. And it's a good poster. Of course, I took the moment to comment on it. It said the epic conclusion of the Jurassic era. And I'm like, yeah, that just means now we're going to get Cretaceous Park or Triassic Park. or <laughs> You know what I mean? one of those and it did give me a, a moment to share a Simpsons screenshot of Cretaceous Park now now at or uh, now appropriately named or factually named so that was nice anytime I can share something Simpsons is good for me Jack Talk of course shared a TikTok of uh, a Dr. Afra cosplayer and it's funny you know what I mean and I agree I would like to see more Dr. Afra cosplay and hopefully a Star Wars celebration at the end of May that will be remedied Roman uh, shared a couple things. He shared uh, Michael Giacchino's awesome punny titles for the Batman score. And if you don't, if you're not aware, whenever uh, Giacchino scores something, he actually does do puns for the titles of, of different things. Like you can just not even listen to the music, just read the names and be like, wow, this is a clever, entertaining fellow. And uh, he is. His music is great. His scores are wonderful. So good for good for you, Giacchino. Good for you. Uh, Roman also shared the F.U. Barry meme, of course, which I love. Uh, and I loved it before I got good use of it because of Ezra Miller's toxicity to everything good that is Barry Allen. Um, it used to just be me not liking his portrayal in the Snyderverse. Uh, and now I just have an even better reason to, to want Ezra Miller gone. But big props to James Gunn for giving us something good to use now that we know more about that butt bag. Uh, Dominique shared the news that with everything going on with Miller, DC fans are asking for Grant Gustin just to become the movie Flash. I love Grant Gustin as Barry Allen in The Flash. I know some people don't like The Flash series. They think it's not as good anymore. I enjoy it. I'm like eight episodes behind on the current season. I'm very much looking forward to catching up and then and watching the new season when it does come out. Uh, I think Grant Gustin's great, but I also think uh, there's rumor that the next season of The Flash uh, will be the last one. And uh, I think he's deserved his right to move on. And if he if he plays a cinematic portrayal of The Flash, then he's sort of locking himself in to more Flash. And I think I think he has earned the right to whenever he wants to uh, take off the mantle and move on to other acting stuff. So, uh, yes, I completely get DC fans wanting this. I don't think that they're wrong in any way, shape, or form. But I'm just like, hot dog. Let's uh, let's give the guy a break if he wants a break. I'm sure that are there are other actors that can play the Flash. 
of course, you know, everybody drops news, but I drop news too. And I dropped a, a few things. Uh, apparently, the Sonic the Hedgehog director, Jeff Fowler, would love to do a Super Smash Bros. movie. I enjoyed the Sonic, the first Sonic movie very much. I really, really want to see Sonic 2. In fact, I thought I was going to get to see it this weekend. But I think uh, the boy decided that he wants to go see the good guys instead. Uh, so hopefully I can find a way to catch <laughs> Sonic 2. I really, really want to see it. Uh, but yeah, uh, P- Corey saw Sonic 2 and said it was great. So uh, why not give him a chance to do do more with more of these uh, video game characters from our childhoods that we love. Uh, speaking of that, Kingdom Hearts 4 had a big announcement. and People are going gaga over apparently this trailer for uh, Kingdom Hearts 4 from Square Enix has a bunch of people hyping Star Wars because uh, there's potentially an ATSD foot in a corner of footage in a jungle background. And I'm just like, yeah, now now officially, because uh, Disney and Lucasfilm, you don't just get Goofy and Donald, you could get some Star Wars. And we'll just have to see. Uh, if you are a big fan of Kingdom Hearts, I know Roman is one of them. He uh, actually has, has drawn Keyblades uh, from younger years to current years. Uh, but yeah, you're going to get a fourth game. Uh, graphics are always continuing. Animation and stuff is always continuing. So you could get a really fun game and maybe Star Wars will be a part of it. And hopefully that's a good thing. Uh, I posted the trailer for Ned's Bogus Adventure. Literally, they just taking Ned and putting him into the rest of the Spidey universe uh, because of stuff that goes on in Spider-Man No Way Home. And it's, it's fun. You could go into YouTube if you're not on the Fuzzballs group type in Ned's Bogus Adventure and enjoy it. And just big props. I mean, I love everything Bill and Ted uh, and taking Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey and, and title it that way. Really, really fun. Uh, I like that they're using the sling ring stuff and, and Ned's potential wizard ability. And I, oh, overall, just really good. I don't know if it's bonus content or hype for uh, No Way Home coming out digitally, but it was good. I enjoyed it, so I shared it. Also shared the Stranger Things 4 trailer. I mean, it's a good trailer, and this is a show that somehow finds ways to to make me feel exhilaration, uh, and not just because of the great 80s music chosen for the trailer, although it was really, really good. Um, I do know they have to end this after the fifth installment because those kids are aging out of the show. I think Millie Bobby Brown was 11 or 12 when the show started, and now she's 18. Uh, it looks bigger and maybe even scarier with at least one heck of a cool looking big bad. Real curious about Hopper and everything that started in Hawkins and now seems to be in a bigger venue and is full on Cold War upside down craziness. Uh, 27 May we're going to get Volume 1 on Netflix. 1 July we're going to get Volume 2. So I guess two binge sessions. Maybe that's Netflix's new model instead of you know like Disney Plus and HBO Max uh, and Hulu. Amazon Prime, they'll like drop, you know, two or three episodes to begin with and then make everybody wait one week. And that's smart. It's water cooler talk. It keeps a show uh, in the cultural conversation for longer. And that's not been Netflix's model ever. They've always just done the drop and binge. You can Netflix and chill. Uh, But I guess maybe this is their new way. Like, you know, they give you five episodes with the first drop and five episodes with the second or however many episodes Stranger Things 4 is. Uh, so I think that's that's interesting and neat and does uh, does provide for shows to be in the cultural conversation for longer. So maybe that's Netflix's way of uh, 
garnering interest. I did read an article that just said they lost like 200,000 subscribers and now everybody's freaking out and things are canceled and whatnot. I think Netflix will probably be okay. I think they probably have millions of subscribers still. Uh, but yeah, the streaming wars continue and uh, everybody's competing to have their share of the pie. Also, strain, uh, shared the Dr. Satmom final trailer. Boy, howdy, do I hope there is as much Wanda Maximoff in this movie as this trailer promises. I mean, there's monsters and trippy images and Kamertaj and Wong and the Mirror Universe and possibly the Illuminati, America Chavez, multiverse shenanigans, good lines between characters. I mean, so much more. It's just uh, jam-packed with stuff, and uh, I'm, I'm going to be looking forward very much to seeing this movie in May. And, uh, you know, that's that's right around the corner, like two weeks away, uh, quite literally. So, yeah, wow. It, it just looks really, really like it's going to be fun and great. And maybe, honestly, I'm more hyped for this than I was for the Spider-Man movie. And that was a good movie. So uh, we'll see. And I know not everybody, like, loved that first Doctor Strange movie. I thought it was really cool and trippy. And uh, I'm, I'm so curious for the second installment and people being so much more excited for a Doctor Strange movie, especially because it's the multiverse and a whole bunch of other characters. So we'll find out soon. Oh, really looking forward to it. Um, and then, uh, you, of course, I, I mentioned Danny shared the Thor trailer. Uh, but before he did that, I did drop the beautiful poster of, uh, of Thor in his best Thunderstrike outfit. And then I commented later on that same post because uh, Natalie Portman did drop a poster with Jane Foster's Mighty Thor, a version of that, and both are so good looking. And uh, I like that there's two different versions of a one and only Thor poster. Really, really cool. Uh, I did share an Avengers Campus image of Ant-Man with the shrunken bugs line. You can actually find video of, uh, of that same thing. Literally, like the rides in the bugs land like move it's it's so cool i like that idea that uh when they're building avengers campus that they just shrunk the land that was there uh, and realized that they can do that with that man and it's cute it's neat it's a nice little easter egg and i love it i shared the article lionsgate is apparently rebooting leprechaun we don't know much more than that uh we don't know if warwick davis warwick davis is involved uh or anything but yeah People people loved the Leprechaun movies. I, I quite enjoyed them. Uh, gold puns and silliness and, and blood and gore. Uh, but yeah, why not? And hopefully Warwick Davis is involved. Uh, I did share, you know, it's a, a geek page and it's geek news, but uh, sometimes I like to throw some science stuff, especially when it has to do with dinosaurs. I know not everything having to do with dinosaurs has to do with Jurassic World movies because paleontologists found dino remains which may have been killed on the day of the extinction level asteroid impact it was a leg of a theskelosaurus including debris from the extinction level event uh, the site included fish with debris in their gills triceratops skin an embryonic pterosaur and a whole bunch more apparently there's going to be a documentary showing it all off and Man, it's really, really freaking cool. I mean, one of the scientists described the site as gobsmackingly beautiful. Uh, it's somewhere in the Gulf of Mexico or off the Gulf of Mexico. But I, I think that gobsmackingly beautiful is, is exactly how I feel about this really, really cool news. Uh, the site is actually called Tanis, which is a reference to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yay for geek scientists. Uh, and, of course, any scientific find includes skepticism. 
uh, there are different scientists and how, how everything's peer-reviewed and how the, the evidence was analyzed and by who. But I mean, even even if the claims that uh, this is from the day of the asteroid strike aren't true, it's still super rad and rare that they found all that other stuff. And there's an upcoming BBC documentary that I need to find and record and watch because uh, all this news gets me just so interested. I mean, dinosaurs literally are all over my family room right now and currently I'm recording in the family room and uh, seriously there's a, a pachycephalosaurus like lying on the ground there's an ankylosaurus and a hadrosaur and 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 freaking stegosaurus and a couple triceratopses and then a big old indominus rex and a and a mosasaur and and and, and more t-rexes and 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 Gallimimuses and oh my just just dinosaurs upon dinosaurs I'm drowning in dinosaur figures and stepping on them <laughs> the boys actually stepped on them today and we're like ow and I'm like see feels like crap I mean the, the two year old fell asleep holding a, a big triceratops today so like it's real dinosaurs are everywhere and I'm excited that there are still people doing digs and finding new cool stuff that has to do with dinosaurs uh, to share with share with the world and with my boys, good news for all. I did also share the Lightyear trailer. It was the second Lightyear trailer. Uh, so much more for the story. It does showcase Chris Evans' chops as the man inspired a, who inspired a toy. The voice of Taika Waititi, a joking cat cyborg thingy, uh, some Zergs, some aliens, some beautiful graphics. Uh, and I really, I cannot wait to take my boys to see this on June 17th. Now, it does end with a joke where I was like, oh, wow, that, that's that's the, the button that you put on it? I was like, it's a good joke, but yeah, I think uh, I think some Disney fans might be mad. I mean, hell, there's people mad about turning red and and uh, the idea of, of a, a young girl's menses being mentioned in a film. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a sex joke. Let's just put it put it out there on Front Street. But uh, the trailer looked great, and uh, I really and the graphics just look so dang good, so beautiful, and I I can't wait to see the movie. But that's all the news for the Fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus, and I'm excited. We're only at thirty something minutes, so I think we can get this done in close to an hour, and we're just gonna keep pressing. I'm opening the fire hose with the news further and further and further we're gonna move to some star wars let the wookie win so uh first thing just just a casual observation uh the the term wookie if you're actually wondering uh i probably mentioned this on the podcast before but doing you know 281 podcasts you forget what have i mentioned what have i not but uh if you didn't know uh apparently the word first comes up in lucas's short film that he did for college thx THX 1138. Uh, it was an ad lib from Terry McGovern in the movie. He basically says, I think I just ran over a Wookiee. Uh, and that does become the name of a species in George Lucas's Star Wars. But even better, the, the name is actually inspired by a real Texas man named Ralph Wookiee. So now I just, um, I'm curious if you would go to Texas and find an entire clan of Wookiees spelt with two E's uh, there in Texas and if they are fans of my main man cousin Chewbacca. Uh, so there you go. THX 1138. Actually a pretty cool movie. 
to go and watch. Uh, George Lucas' early work, and then inspiring future work, and then also discovering that Wookiee is an actual last name of a real human being. Wow. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito, of course, is doing all sorts of press stuff for different things, and he actually came out and said that Mando Season 3 will be this summer while he was doing press for Better Call Saul. Uh, this would be big since we all thought we were going to be waiting until December. Uh, what we do know is that filming for Mandalorian Season 3 is wrapped. Uh, so maybe this is real news, and maybe once Obi-Wan has wowed us, we're going to get more Mando. I would, I, I think I was sort of thinking we were going to get Bad Batch, and then we were going to get Andor, but we'll see. Uh, Mando could be this summer, and that would be exciting, but that said, I also am perfectly okay with waiting for December and getting a nice Christmas present with the third season of Mando. So long and short, we're, we've got lots more Star Wars coming, so it really doesn't matter when we get all this stuff. Uh, but it's coming, and that is that is what's exciting. Uh, there was an excerpt from another Star Wars book. This is Star Wars Brotherhood. Uh, this is uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin at the very beginning of the Clone Wars. It is a Clone Wars adventure and will potentially uh, have some written words giving you the first meeting between Obi-Wan and Asajj Ventress. And if you're interested, that excerpt is available online. Uh, if you didn't hear, Star Wars Vision Season 2 may be a reality. It's not official news. It's not an official press release. But people involved with Star Wars Visions, the first first batch, have talked about it. And uh, there there is rumor that some of those animation studios, those Japanese animation studios and Asian animation studios, are working on the next installments. And, and we could even get it this year. Wow. That's really cool. And I, for one, would celebrate them continuing to let these different animators tell stories in the Star Wars universe because I very, very much liked Star Wars Visions. In fact, I don't know if Blue ever finished it, but we were going to record and talk all about it. So if you're listening, Blue, if you finished it, we should talk about it. Uh, yeah, to be continued, maybe an episode for the future. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard has come out and said that Ahsoka will greatly reward Clone Wars fans. There's no more details than that, uh, but that, you know, she's privy to the things that are going down, probably going to be directing an episode or two of Ahsoka, which is also good news for all of us, because I've enjoyed everything that she's directed so far in the Mandoverse. Uh, and yeah, if you're a Clone Wars fan, that's that's cool news. I mean, it's not just going to be Rebels Season 3, or not, they had three seasons, it's not going to be Rebels Part 2. Uh, it might actually just be more, even more continuation of Clone Wars, and that makes sense because Filoni's writing the entire thing, and he's the the man and the brains behind Clone Wars and then Rebels. So of course, they will find ways to to make all of that matter for everyone, and that is exciting. Uh, in toy news, Galactic Pals plush line by Mattel. If you wanted a cute little Rodian or Wookiee or Ewok or Jawa, all you got to do is drop thirty bucks at Target. Uh, uh, and uh, you can get a, a plushy toy that comes with a little sling for a child to carry it around uh, and then you can watch the short episodes on the tube of you on YouTube and uh, and tie it all together and have fun actually my, fun, my friend BK was just uh, posting about it that he couldn't afford to get all four for, uh, for his kid to be as happy as the kid in the advertisement but they're super cute uh, and that Wookiee definitely needs to find a home in my own Rorschach tree where I like to record. So, yeah, cool. They're cute. They're Target toys. If you like them, get them. 
Skydance Media has announced that Amy Hennig is working on a Star Wars game. She is best known for Uncharted. Uh, but yeah, uh, more Star Wars games coming. And uh, looks like the Gleta content will continue in other medium besides live action. Uh, if you didn't hear, they're actually Misty Rosas, and if that name doesn't mean anything to you, you should know her as as Amy Good Gorilla in Congo. Uh, but she also uh, was the the performance of Quill in season one of Mando, and then Frog Lady in season two. But she actually posted something is on her Twitter or Instagram uh, for returning for Mando season three, and then it was deleted real fast. Uh, but hey. Uh, that means we can get Misty Rosas as somebody. Who knows whether it's an entirely new character, or whether it's Quill flashbacks, or whether we get more Frog Lady. Uh, but I, I like them using her. And it, it's really interesting, because uh, my beloved Heather actually... I mean, I don't know if friends is the accurate word, but definite acquaintances where they can Facebook message back and forth and it's it's not, you know, they're actually like friendly enough that way. And I need, need, need to try and find a way to get Misty Rosas on the podcast. Uh, so I need to ask the wife again to, to drop the line and see if I can get in touch with her agent because I think it'd be really cool to talk to her about, about her Star Wars adventure and her other stuff. Um, Rosario Dawson did come out. Apparently she found out about Luke Skywalker on set. Like she actually went... To, to do her uh, her Ahsoka stuff for uh, for the Book of Boba Fett and showed up and all of a sudden it's Luke Skywalker and wow, <laughs> what a great, great surprise. And I'm happy that a lovely Rosario Dawson uh, gets, gets the fangirl out and get good things to happen to her. Hooray. Uh, Liam Neeson, you know, of course, whenever he's on, people ask him about, will you return as Qui-Gon? Uh, and basically said that he would only return for a movie because he's a snob and he likes the big screen. Uh, is that an entire misdirect to take away from him appearing in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series? We don't know. We'll find out. End of May, right? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I would like to see more Qui-Gon, but I don't know what that means because Liam Neeson is not getting any younger. None of the actors are getting any younger, but more Qui-Gon would always be nice. Uh, and the last little Star Wars thing is just another rest in peace. It's always sad when we're losing people. But David M. Jones, who is the visual effects supervisor on Star Wars, he passed away at age 74. Uh, shout out to him. He's a Cal State Long Beach alum like yours truly. Worked on Star Wars, Close Encounters, Buck Rogers, Battlestar Galactica, Air Force One, Alien, the Bud Bull commercials. Uh, whole bucket of win. And just wanted uh, wanted to give a shout out to somebody who had a, had a big part in the in the wars of the stars that we enjoy uh so thoughts and prayers and feelings and vibes to uh to his family and to his fans uh so we're going to move on into the the next little batch of news (laughs) i say little but it's a whole bunch of stuff flavor the geek all the geeky flavors fit to consume for me and you so first up, we've got uh, Joe Russo of Avengers Endgame and, and Captain America Civil War and, and all sorts of amazing Marvel movies that many of us very, very much enjoy. Came out and said that there is no real MCU plan. This was an interview with Deadline at the Sands International Film Festival in Scotland. 
Uh, the answer came when he was asked if he was forced to include Spidey and Black Panther in Civil War. And Joe basically said, there isn't a grand master plan because that would suck if a movie bombed. Uh, he also said that Kevin Feige's brilliance is that there really isn't a plan, more of an idea. Successful movies breed more ideas and chances taken. He even went on to mention references that were thought of after the fact, basically retrofitting ideas with stuff that came before, which honestly feels pretty brilliant to me. This retrofitting is what Joe Russo calls the quote-unquote secret sauce of Marvel. He describes working for Marvel as riding a bucking bronco in an unpremeditated adventure. And I thought that was cool news and, and probably something that could be talked about on a future episode. Uh, but we'll see. I just, you know, the, the grand plan of Feige. And maybe maybe the plan isn't as grand as we think. Maybe that's that's the brilliance of the MCU machine that they're able to flex and roll and go with the punches and bring us all the content. But, it, you know, <laughs> Thor the Dark World, uh, if that movie had worked... I'm sure we wouldn't have gone Ragnarok, but that movie, I, I don't hate that movie in any way, shape, or form. I actually enjoy it very much, but I know other people didn't. Uh, but, you know, even even with the movie that didn't do so well, then you get, like, scenes in uh, Infinity War where you're just like, wait, or it was in Endgame, but you're like, oh, wow, you're actually going to do stuff and then and find ways to tie things into Loki and whatnot. So they can even take stuff that isn't, isn't the, the most popular of all and still find ways to tie it in and retrofit those ideas and, and good for them. Uh, we're more and more MCU content coming and, and who knows how long the juggernaut can go forward. But if you know comics, the juggernaut is very good at, at continuously moving in motion. <laughs> but things might get destroyed in the process. Uh, but uh, don't blame Marco. Uh, blame yourself for being in the path of the juggernaut, I suppose. Uh, other news, Top Gun Maverick is using AI to give Val Kilmer his voice back. That was how uh, Tom Cruise got Val Kilmer back. I mean, sad that Val Kilmer dealing with the throat cancer. Where he is, apparently, his prognosis is good. He's in the clear. He's cancer-free. But uh, his, his cancer completely affected you know, his ability to talk. But the same technologies that they used to give Luke Skywalker his young voice back is going to be used for Val Kilmer, and I think that's really cool news, and I am looking forward to that Top Gun Maverick movie when it comes out. And we'll, hopefully the AI sounds great, and uh, good news. Uh, it's it's awesome for Val Kilmer to be able to come back and play Iceman. You're, you're dangerous. I don't know if you can hear my teeth click for that, but uh, yeah, really, really good news. Uh, Turning Red filmmakers Lindsay Collins and Donnie Shee have been promoted to leadership roles in Pixar, Collins will be the senior VP of development. She is going to be the VP of creative. And good news, because I really enjoyed that Turning Red movie. I think I've seen it over 20 times now with the with the Shawnee, although we haven't uh, haven't had to watch it on, on tons of repeat. Instead, watching a whole bunch of Coco Melon and Spider-Man and Dino Dana and, and I think, and Blue's Clues, of course. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, watching those things uh, but yeah turning red really good movie and i am excited for uh, some awesome talented ladies to uh, to get bigger roles in pixar good for them sam raimi uh of course he you know he he's doing all of his uh press for dr Satmom, and people are inevitably going to be like what about spider-man 4 and and basically quote anything is possible end quote so there you go uh take that as you will and and 
speculate wisely. Uh, James Darcy, aka Edward Jarvis, wants to be in the MCU more. This comes from folks talking about his Endgame cameo, uh, which made fans of his uh, uh, basically, you know, uh, he was in Agent Carter. And, and fans of that, like, are really, really happy uh, about about him wanting to play more Edward Jarvis. And, and who knows how that could happen, in what way, shape, or form. But with the multiverse, anything is possible. And it's always nice to see an actor that, that did a role. I enjoyed his Edward Jarvis and Agent Carter very, very much. I was very, very happy to see him get a cameo in Endgame. And uh, if he wants to be involved and they could find a way to do it, good news for all of us. Um, apparently, there was a Deadshot movie in some state of production uh, that is now delayed. Uh, it was delayed, well, I guess it's canceled now. It was delayed originally because of Will Smith's $20 million price tag. And now it is probably gone, baby, gone because of the Oscars. Uh, and, man, like, like I said, if you're going to hold Will Smith accountable, hold Ezra Miller accountable. And that's where I end. But also, I saw that Bright 2 uh, was canceled because of everything. Uh, so, man, just, you know, I was looking forward to seeing Bright 2, and I would, I mean, if they're if they're not going to go with Will Smith, I would love for them to find a way to continue that universe with other actors, but, you know, uh, uh, you don't always get what you want. America Chavez co-creator Joe Casey is slammed Marvel over non-payment. Uh, he cited that they gave an offer that was so low it was insulting, and then after that, nothing. He claimed uh, he's actually fighting. He doesn't need the money personally, but he's fighting for artists that can't afford to not get some sort of a reasonable paycheck. And every time one of these pops up where uh, Marvel or Disney are using these, these artists' and writers' contributions and not compensating for them, other than just giving them like a, a tag in the credits sort of a bummer and I, I just hope that this just gets fixed I saw the saw the news article then I haven't seen anything after that so hopefully the Disney corporate machine has found a way to shell out some shamoleons to uh, to Joe Casey and uh, I don't think this is the last time we're gonna see news stories like that and you have to you have to take this sort of news and 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 weigh it against whether you want to want to participate in the in the machine that uh, is the use of these these uh, creatives works. Uh, I'm probably still gonna go see Dr. Satmon. I think uh, if you really enjoy America Chavez, uh, you you know what I mean, if you wanna see your live action, that's how you're gonna get to see your live action. But man, I just, hopefully these sort of news articles bring light and get the artist money and then and the world can move on. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse director, Peter Ramsey. Uh, it's going to direct at least one episode of Ahsoka. Ooh, some Star Wars news that, that accidentally slipped down in Flavor of the Geek. I, I type it all up in one big long list and then grab the stuff to move up. So woohoo for another black director getting to do the things that so many of us love to watch. And uh, Into the Spider-Verse is an amazing movie. So hopefully uh, directing that translates into good directing of Star Wars. Uh, Chris Pratt is going to have a beard in Thor 4, but we already saw the beard in the in the teaser trailer. Uh, funny this comes from a toy release originally, uh, and not from the teaser trailer that was dropped that just dropped a few days ago. Uh, I, I like to think that Chris Pratt is growing the beard because he wants to look more like Thor because they're in competition over who's in charge of the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Uh, but yeah, why not? More facial hair as a as a bearded Wookiee 
I approve of this. Uh, Rick Riordan, who is the author of the Percy Jackson series and other books, has announced who the Percy Jackson actor will be. It is Walker Scobell, who fans of The Atom Project will know. That is the young actor that plays the young Ryan Reynolds. He was lovely in that movie and cool. That's who's playing Percy Jackson. And he even like shared the news and did a video and surprised the actor uh, who was really, really excited and even wearing a Cap Half-Blood shirt. So all good news. And I hope this Disney Plus series is really, really fun because uh, I think a lot of kids could really, really enjoy it. Uh, Justin Bartha is going to reprise his national treasure role in Disney Plus uh in the Disney Plus series, so yay for Riley Poole coming back for National Treasure. And if you enjoyed those National Treasure movies, it's one more reason to be excited for the Disney Plus series. Uh, Will Poulter, who if you don't know that name, that is who is going to be playing Adam Strange in the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 movie, confirmed that his workout regimen for that role is not for the weak of heart or limb. Uh, he was mum about what playing Adam Warlock is going to be like, but he was very loose-lipped over mind and body fitness being number one. Uh, I, I will say that you know his entire workout regimen is unhealthy and unrealistic if it is not backed by the money of a major studio. Uh, so yeah, but uh, also good news for you that becoming the perfect human uh, includes him getting super ripped. Uh, there was a first look at Michael Keaton's DCU Batsuit. I may be alone on this island, but I'm stoked that they kept the unrealistic bat cowl that connects his cowl and cape. Uh, really, the biggest change that I saw was a destroyer of worlds. And uh, and and Steve Williams sort of uh, likens what he did uh, in a... I mean, it's not the same, right? Nuclear bombs are the worst. But, you know, his, uh, his CGI effects caused an upheaval... In, in modern sim- cinema that have changed the game forever uh, for good and for ill. And uh, yeah, if, if it wasn't, you know, I guess somebody else might have done it. But this is this is when, when, when it happened, when it first came into the world of cinema and now everything is CGI. Uh, and you do get like some really great, like you get the article where, you know, Jurassic World is doing practical and digital, but not everybody spends the money that way. And uh, hopefully, I mean, digital effects have come so far and they're going to go even further. Uh, and with the deep fake and all that, it's just crazy the things that they can do. I mean, we just I just talked about Val Kilmer's voice being brought back through AI and Luke Skywalker's voice and face and all all the things. But uh, yeah, all starts with uh, Steve Williams. And uh, there's actually a documentary all about him that you can look up. So uh, look it up if you so desire. Uh, and see the Robert Oppenheimer of of movie effects. He has become death, the destroyer of worlds. Uh, 1989 Batman writer Sam Hamm apparently once wrote a real tragic origin for Billy D. Williams Two-Face uh, with, with the Joker returning only to explode himself at trial, uh, causing the, the damage to uh, Harvey Dent that does turn him into Two-Face. <laughs> wow, it's dark. And I sort of love it, but we didn't get it because uh, we only got those two Batman movies uh, from uh, from uh, old old Tim, not Tim Robbins. Oh, here's here's my Wayne Zelensky moment for for uh, for, <laughs> for Roman to yell at me. That just means I've been uh, recording too long. Um, 
but here's here's how I'm going to tangentially get to it. So we're going to think of Edward Scissorhands, and we're going to think of Beetlejuice, and then we're going to get to Batman, and then uh, we're going to think of Sweeney Todd, and I'm still not getting to the damn director's name, and then uh, we're going to Johnny Depp and uh, Tim, not Tim Allen, row, row, uh, that's the voice of Buzz Lightyear, and uh uh, we're, oh, I don't want to look this up on the internet, oh, God, uh, man, oh, damn, so, Tim, Tim, uh, Tim Burton's Nightmare, oh, before Christmas, fuck, it took me <laughs> entirely too long to get to it, but I had to be like, what, he has to have a thing that has his name before, Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, so, I lost my train of thought 100%, we're talking about Joker exploding himself, so we didn't. We only got those two Tim Burton movies. We didn't get this, but it's interesting information to throw into your your geek lexicon that really has, shakes out nothing in the real world. But there you go. Uh, actor Barry Keegan, uh, who people know from Dunkirk, and then of course he played one of the Eternals, uh, Druig. He was arrested in Dublin for being drunk and disorderly. Uh, he was released without charge. Uh, deemed non-threatening. Uh, apparently he was shot in on a balcony and he was drunk and he was arrested uh, but you know it's just I guess this is more proof that, that these actors are human beings now this is in no way shape or form as as bad as the things that happened with Ezra Miller in Hawaii but I, I read this news and I was like you know I sort of have to include it because I have to be fair I'm going to have to be impartial so uh, we'll see hopefully uh, for Barry Keegan that's like a one time thing and it doesn't uh affect his involvement in the MCU because uh, he is off on an adventure which does lead to uh, Thanos' brother and, and Star Fox and all that jazz but we shall see uh, you know it all started with an Ezra Miller video choking somebody in freaking Nova Scotia or whatever and then now here we are uh, if you have not watched Our Flag Means Death, I just finished it. Fuck, that show's great. Why it's not renewed for a second season yet, I don't know. But apparently, as of now, it is more popular uh, through the streaming statistics than Moon Knight. And take that for what you want, but I think both those shows are worth watching. Very much enjoyed watching all of Our Flag Means Death on the Hippo Max. And Moon Knight, uh, four of six episodes so far on the Disney Plus. Uh, and speaking of Moon Knight, there was a character in episode 3 that was spotted wearing an Egyptian god image, which could tie into Kang the Conqueror. Uh, it's not a spoiler because none of the none of the narrative has led to that in any way, shape, or form. But if you know anything about Kang and Rama Tut, be interested just based on the image. Uh, other news, Sam Jackson apparently always makes sure that Nick Fury is written correctly and I love the idea that whenever he is on screen playing Nick Fury uh, that he was making sure that that character is exactly what he thinks Nick Fury should be uh, and does have me excited for the upcoming Secret Wars. Good old Sam Leroy Jackson making the world a better place. Uh, apparently Hippo Max's Constantine show has its star uh, Sope Derisu uh, if if you know the actor, you would know him from Gangs of London in 2020, Humans in 2015, 
or in the Huntsman Winter's War 2016. Uh, I do know him from his role as Muhammad Ali in One Night in Miami, which is a really good movie. And uh, I think the idea of having John Constantine as a person of color is freaking dope-tastic. Uh, so I hope this news is true, and uh, more details I'm sure will come out in the future about Constantine. Uh, for the next little thing, so I don't want to chime in about the ongoing lawsuit between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Uh, I've seen lots of people talking about it as uh, details from the trial come out. Um, I Man, it's, it's exhausting. And uh, it seems like that was just a toxic relationship from both ends. And I don't, I don't want to choose a side uh, in any way, shape, or form. Abuse is horrible. And being a horrible person doesn't, doesn't entitle anybody to be abusive toward you. And it's, it's really sad when, when two individuals just get locked into it. I've been in some toxic relationships myself and some, some horrible situations in no way liken it to what went down between uh, Depp and Heard. Uh, but I, I bring that up all to say just that it, details from the trial gave us the news uh, that that Johnny Depp is officially done as Captain Jack Sparrow. If you were holding out hope to see one more portrayal, uh, one of the news items from the trial is, is Johnny Depp saying the time is over. Uh, he did say basically it was Disney canceling him, but then in like, you know, uh, he gave his testimony and then there's the the other side like coming at him and basically saying you know if you were offered a hundred million dollars and a, a thousand alpacas you would still say no and he said that's true so sorry friends no more captain jack sparrow but like depp said in the trial they're still going to sell the merchandise you can still see a version of him at the pirates of the caribbean ride so if you need to get your johnny depp on heck there's a, a face actor that plays jack sparrow in the park that you can go take pictures with and as of today in in disneyland you can actually get close to the the actors again whether in costume fuzzy form or in face actor form so yeah you can still go enjoy your captain jack sparrow and you can still dress up yourself and enjoy the character and the movies uh but no new portrayals they will continue to move on whether that's uh uh you know uh, a new pirate queen or whatnot. Uh, Paul Betty did come out. Uh, basically, people asking him if he's in Dr. Sat Mom, and he's like, yes, no, yes, no, I don't know. <laughs> Which is so great and British of Paul Bettany. Uh, so maybe he will be, but he did say, uh, you know, he was famously said no amount of money would get him to come back to play Vision. And I'm not sure if that was before or after WandaVision, but then he admits, you know, in WandaVision, White Vision just flies off, which is completely a loose end. And he said that Kevin Feige doesn't like loose ends, so he could imagine him someday coming back as Vision. And if you've been holding out hope uh, for that, if you don't get your Jack Sparrow, uh, but you can get your Paul Bendy coming back at, as Vision in some way, shape, or form, and maybe even in Dr. Satbomb, because all those actors always have to lie when they're in new things. Uh, if you didn't see Miss Marvel, the show that's coming out in June on Disney+, Plus, has gotten a PG rating, which is a first for the MCU. Um, all the other MCU shows have been PG-14, uh, which is or TV-14, which is the, the television's equivalent of PG-13. Uh, so yeah, uh, a, a better rating. And, you know, honestly, this might be the first show that, that me and the Thai guy watch. Or the whole family watches because it, it got that PG rating 
and uh, maybe that means it's good enough to watch with the boy and that'd be sort of cool if Miss Marvel was like the first superhero in the MCU that Ty got to watch like everything for and and maybe Doug and liked on you know he likes his Spider-Man and then he could have his Miss Marvel like I, I think that would be cool uh, but yeah neat interesting and maybe that'll mean more PG in the future who knows I guess we'll see how Miss Marvel does on Disney Plus uh, there was a trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. If you don't know what that is, that is the roller coaster, the themed roller coaster at Epcot that opens May 27th. You can watch the trailer of Star Lord sleeping and uh, Rocket getting getting news from from Xandar uh, that they need help. Even though you'll have to just forgive the fact that we all know Xandar's fucked because Thanos is gonna mess him up. I don't know where this falls in the timeline. I do know when you visit Avengers Campus, they basically say that it's heroes from across time, space, and and the multiverse. So they're they're not exactly beholden to any sort of canon uh, as far as the movies go. But yeah, uh, Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster in Florida. If uh, you want to go to that state and to that theme park and enjoy it, it'll be there for you. Uh, and otherwise, then you get the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, drop ride. That's at this is California Adventure. If you want to do the California side, uh, but the trailer is cool. It's worth a watch. Uh, the resume for costume designer Stacy Caballero, who is one of the costume designers for the Echo series, not only lists uh, Alakwa Cox, who's coming back playing Echo, but also Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox under the listing. Uh, this is the Hawkeye spinoff that's headed to Disney Plus. Uh, so maybe some confirmation that uh, we're going to get... I mean, it makes sense that we would get more Kingpin, but maybe some Daredevil, which totally makes sense if you know anything about Echo and, and her first arriving. Uh, but excitement! Clapping my... Tenting my fingers like Mr. Burns and clapping my hands and being excited for all that. Uh, if you didn't see for four days on Disney+, Plus, Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part 2 were actually on the streamer before they are being removed. <laughs> and uh, yes, Disney Plus does have the option now of uh, parental controls and making sure that the things that your family's watching are appropriate. Uh, but for four days, uh, those those classic raunchy comedies were available uh, with Charlie Sheen before Tiger Blood and all the, all the weirdness. But uh, if you didn't get to see it, you missed your window. I actually remember opening up Disney Plus and seeing it and being like, oh, cool. There might be something I watch in the future, but nope. Now it's pulled and presumably they'll just shuttle it on over to Hulu where that sort of thing belongs. And then the last little news article is just that uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 has been moved. It doesn't come out this year. Sad face. We don't get to enjoy it in 2022. We have to wait till June 2nd of 2023. Um, I'm not sure what the reasoning behind it. Instead, we're getting Lyle Lyle Crocodile. <laughs> They're taking that kid's book and making a movie. Uh, you know, Sony, we don't know what their plans is for their their Sony universe of Spider-Man characters. Uh, we do know that Into the Spider-Verse has been the best iteration of anything that they've done, other than their collaborations with uh, Marvel Studios for uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. So uh, it's pushed back. June 2nd, and then just a month later you get Madam Web, and does that mean that Madam Web is tied into Across the Spider-Verse? Question mark? 
Uh, or maybe they just think it'll engender enough excitement that when the next film comes out, uh, that'll make even more money. Part two of Across the Spider-Verse is March 29th, 2024. I don't believe that date has changed. But also in 2023 is when the Craven the Hunter movie comes out. That's January 13th of 2023. So 2023 is going to be very deep for uh, the Sony Spider-Man stuff. Craven and the Spider-Man Part 1. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. And then Madam Web. And then in 2024... We get that, and I'm sure there will be some announcements. Because despite everybody saying that the Morbius movie uh, was not that great, I have a couple friends that said it was good, and if you like the comics, you might enjoy it. I've not seen it, and I'm I'm probably gonna wait for uh, Sony's Sony's deal with uh, <laughs> with stars to actually watch the Morbius movie. I don't think I'm gonna waste my money in the theater because uh, I have I have a finite moments where I can actually go see a movie in theaters. And I will save that uh, for the upcoming Dr. Satmon movie. <laughs> but yeah, there's your news. And that's all, that's that's the news wrapped up. And I didn't make it under an hour, but I did make it to under an hour and 15. So I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up, Fuzzball. Uh, laugh it up, Fuzzball Podcast at gmail.com if you want to send an email. At Wookie Riot on Twitter and Instagram if you want to talk to me on the social medias. I don't tweet that much. I don't IG as much as uh, I'd like to, but I do jump on those things and post things. Lots of funny images on my Instagram. Uh, what else? Anchor.fm slash laugh-it-up-fuzzball is the home. I thank Anchor for being free and for getting this podcast into your ears wherever you listen. If you if you like the podcast, share it with your friends. Uh, drop a comment, especially on Apple Podcasts. That would be really great. Five-star ratings and comments would get the podcast potentially out to more people. Uh, you can rep the podcast with merch. tpublic.com slash user slash laugh-it-up-fuzzball. Star Wars celebrations coming. It'd be really great to see a whole bunch of Laugh It Up Fuzzballs, uh, fuzzball shirts out there. They'll definitely be ones worn by yours truly. Uh, I'm debating whether I want to wear my Laugh It Up Fuzzball shirt over my Wookiee costume when I when I do my day of cosplay. I'll be there for all four days, and on one of those days, I will certainly be a Wookiee. I think it's going to be Friday. Um, that's all the things, I think. The Laugh It Up Fuzzball's Facebook group, plug, plug, plug. And uh, just thanks for listening, and thanks for being a part of uh, this podcast that continues over the years. And uh, until the next level of the podcast, hopefully you've been enjoying April showers with all the content. Really happy that that first part of the D&D episode dropped. I don't think I'm going to get the next iteration edited and up before April is done, but maybe I will. Uh, There's still a little bit of time before April's done, so maybe it'll drop. But that said, there hasn't been a third session of the the D&D, and I don't know if that's going to happen in May. Uh, We hope. Uh, but more content coming. I'm definitely going to record more musical fun. That was a really great episode. Like I said, me and Danny already recorded an episode. And, uh, and I think the boys, we might get together Wednesday of next week to record Question Mark. And then we have a really fun, fun battle episode coming up. So lots of stuff for you to listen to. And I appreciate you doing so. Shout out to everybody that listens to podcasts. The Romans and Autumns and Jack Talks and Jerry's and Danny and Blue and and Justin and and everybody that listens to the podcast. I appreciate it. If you're my beautiful wife and you're listening, every once in a while she listens to the episode, I love you. Thanks for listening. 
And thanks for putting up with this podcast. But uh, until the next iteration of it, I'm going to sign out and say TTFN, Wookie out. So out. Fuck you, Barry. <laughs>